Hello and welcome to the third episode of the 2023 season of Badger Watch. Thank you, Howard, for your on-screen help. Um, this is where we play cricket11.com and talk about cricket with that as our aid. Um, we had a few bit of change in the top three this week in our Badger Watch podcast lead league, sorry, um, with the bottom remaining the same um howard how did you go uh as most people were i think spoiled by the weather to an extent but i think it went okay had had the magic man tom price on day one which accounted for a big chunk of points and ben code was the other one who had a relatively good game and he picked up five wickets in the first innings at the sussex and some useful runs useful lower order runs Mm. yeah it's always a bonus when the lower order gets some runs chev what about yourself uh, worst um, round of uh, the series so far. I had 1,066 points in total, which was just not great. Uh, best performer was Marlboss, and then Ollie Robertson uh, came in second for me. And so I only had one, two, three, four players actually scoring more than 100. And after that, it was just um, rubbish, really, just like the round of games was in itself yeah fair enough and um hugh dare i ask how did we how did you go well i'm quite close to just not being here anymore i'm thinking about packing it all in it's going awfully are you going backpacking hugh maybe maybe i'll have a gap year i'll have a gap year i'll give it all up um i just I, i think i've been a bit unlucky and maybe I've gone for some players who might be slightly past their best. Um, I brought in Ben Sanderson as captain, and he returned me nine points this week. So um, he only bowled once. Mind you, he did bowl thirty overs, I think. But it, yeah, I just I've made some poor decisions. Um, notable honourable mentions: Finn Hudson Prentice on debut for the Good Life um, turned up with one hundred and sixty-eight points in. Uh, a, a relatively strong Sussex performance again. I think there they could be some overachievers there. Um, and Adam Lyth kept his place in his namesake's team with uh, with some runs. Um, but yeah, some big decisions to be made. I think very good. I had um, I had, a, I had a good week for me thus far um, in the season. I think one thousand five hundred ish points. I had Ben Duckett and. Uh, Tom Price were my two two big ones. Um, did anyone catch that live stream of Gloucester? Um, did anyone catch that Gloucester Worcester? It was extraordinary. It was basically like Worcester was just running through. I think their opening bowler was on a hat trick at one point. Um, ran through it, and then suddenly Tom Price gets a hundred, and then he takes a hat trick on the same day, which I think is the only person to have ever done that on the same day. Um, there's only about there's only about under. 15 people that have done it in the same match it's incredible mm, yeah he he's a very interesting one because he sort of i don't think he's expressed pace and he just sort of runs in puts it on the spot and um just takes wickets it seems um i, I think you might be underselling him there i think he's got a little bit more to it do you think I, I think he's i think he's tallish i think he's six two and i think he yeah. he hits he hits a length hard and 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 hits the seam and i think he's probably a Got a little bit more pace than you might give him credit for. He um he just signed a long term contract at Gloucester at the, in, over the winter. I think he signed a four year deal. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a bit sorry by the end of the summer on three hundred grand a year. 
Yeah, I said actually, this is quite. Um, I don't know if it's. I should bring it up again, but I was thinking he might be poached. I mean, Gloucester had a big history of basically Somerset or someone else poaching their players for want of an England call up. I think Jamal Hussein was one that comes to mind. Yeah, Will Gidman's the other one. They both had amazing seasons and then um, sort of were lost to a transfer window and never really seen again. So I hope it doesn't happen to him, but I don't think it will do with his long-term contracts. Um, we Did anyone see who were the big performers elsewhere? It was Hugh's favourite lad, Zach Crawley. Yeah, big runs. Big runs for big Zach against the best attack in the land. So, uh, well, obviously, miss it, missing the uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, Sam Cook. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it was probably a, a good pitch at Canterbury by the looks of things. Um Alistair Cook, however, in my team was the one who missed out. So um, I think, again, heart overhead there, perhaps. But uh, look, looked a good pitch. And again, Rain really pre- presented a result there. Is that a career best for Nick Brown, 159? I think he had double. He, he double, got double against, I think it was Somerset last year. Um, he's, he's had a few big scores. I'm not sure we learned anything about Zach Crawley that we didn't really know with that innings. Flat deck, ball not doing a lot. He can play some lovely shots. He can play a nice, pretty drive when the ball's not moving. Um, and, uh, yeah, brilliant innings, but possibly a different ball game when, well, definitely a different ball game when the Aussies come over on slightly sportier wickets with their seam attack and the ball's moving about a bit. Would you, would you say the same for Ben Duckett? He's 177 in a loss, actually. Middlesex won that. It's an extraordinary game. Middlesex beat Nottinghamshire. But would you think that's the same same thing said? I don't think so. I think Lords has been quite a difficult place to bat in the last few years in the county championship. There's so much cricket there that they, they I think personally think they struggle to get good quality pitches out on a regular basis. And I think the schools show it. You look at the, the first game of the season there, Essex, it was all schools of 200 uh, to, to, I don't think anyone got more than 350. Um, and generally the championship scores at Lords are quite low. Yeah, interesting. The other scores in that Nottingham first innings, I think Duckett was 170, and I can't remember what the next highest was, but they were all out 340-odd, weren't they? So he got pretty much half the runs. Yeah, the next highest score was Hasib Hamid with 55, and then no one else. I mean, James and Mullaney got 41 and 46, respectively. But yeah, it's a it's a really good point. I think it seems as though it was harder for everyone else than it was for him, which when he's in his pomp, he does make it look like that, doesn't he? And then the rest of the team, I mean... Middlesex won that on the last day. A good day again. It's a, a the the thing about the points, isn't it? Lack of points for a draw, making people yeah. Go. It's encouraging people to go for results. It's great to see. Um, I think you said day. last week it's a Middlesex could be one of the teams struggling this year, and just picking up a win like that will it could be huge coming into the season for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the other opener in uh, a drawn game in Lancashire in Keaton Jennings. 189, retired, injured. Um, again, very similar circumstances to Duckett. No one else got above, but Luke Wells got 80. And no one else got above 40, it seems. 36 was the next highest score after those two. So, Josh look, Bohannon got a few, didn't he? Who's that? Josh Bohannon. Um, 85, sorry. Yeah, I'm just looking at the scorecard. Sorry, I've completely glossed over that. Um, yeah, 85 from Bohannon, actually. So, well noticed. And I think... If- pair of centuries in the Somerset innings suggests not to take anything away from Jennings, but I think it suggests that 
um, Taunton might be slightly flatter than it has been in previous years. Mm. Yeah, I just want to shape this narrative into a, is there an England opener berth for, for someone like Zach Crawley to move out and Keaton Jennings to come in? Or does Keaton Jennings keep his place? Chev, what do you think? Would you keep Keaton? Sorry, would you keep Zach? Well, I'm not really a massive Zach fan, but uh, I think it's a bit it's too early to to call really after a couple of games and also now obviously with rain affected games and everything. So um I'm still thinking, you know, this week uh, you've got uh Berso coming back. Uh so let him show what he can do. If he's actually got form straight away or that, he's not gonna do anything. Uh if they want to c- continue with basketball, then uh, by all means, uh, uh, look at him as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, uh, I would prefer Jennings somehow over oh. Crawley. Interesting. I weirdly, for the first time, I disagree with you on a couple of points there, Jeff. I think if they were going to get rid of Crawley, they'd have done it by now. He had some horror trots. Oh, side. I'm not saying they're going to get rid of him. That's a different story. I'm sure they. I'm sure they're going to stick with him anyway. Um, I think I think they will stick with him. I think it's almost more right to stick with him this time because he's coming into the back with some runs in yeah. with some runs in county cricket. He got some runs in the winter. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be him and Duckett in Sharpie on the first two names on the team sheet at this stage. I don't see there being a spot for Jennings unless he scores more big big runs. Um, if he does score big big runs, who do you think is the first? head to roll who's who's higher up the pecking order at present is it Duckett who's come in relatively recently and done pretty well albeit on very different pitches or is it Crawley who's been in the frame for a good couple of years had his moments but sort of flattered to deceive I think that's a really tough question um you could argue both ways I think um I think having Jennings um is quite a similar player to Crawley in their sort of stature and height. Um, uh, but also a left-hander. I heard an interview with James Anderson talking about how he doesn't like bowling to different height batsmen because you have to change your length. So having a right and left-hander that are Crawley and Duckett being right and left and different heights, I think is probably quite hard for a, yeah. uh, a bowler. Um, I, I was so difficult. Uh, I, I, if, if you were to pick two of the three, I'd just go with Crawley and Duckett. Yeah. That's the most likely scenario. I think so. And I think with Bairstow coming back, in terms of the county championship, it's really interesting. Does Bairstow go straight back in? And if so, who for? And that's really difficult. But then also, is there anyone else within the championship sort of knocking down the door to try and try and force their way into, into the test side at the moment? It's been really early, so it's quite a difficult question to ask. We might know after a couple more rounds. But is there anyone else really? Like... How do you fit Bearstow and maybe other people into this team? I think I think Bearstow, if he comes back, it has to be for folks. Um, I think if you take a look at what Harry Brook had to do last summer to get in the side, he was scoring a hat low for the runs in April, May. Didn't get a look in until was it the last or the penultimate test of the summer back end of August when there were injuries. I think um, so. I don't. I don't think any amount of runs in the early county championship fixtures is going to get anyone else into that middle order. Um, I think it would have to be a, a sustained season of runs before uh, and probably an Ashes loss. If we're 3-0 down after three tests, we might start to look to make some changes. But I think it's going to be very tough for anyone to break into that middle order when you've already got 
one person in Bairstow looking to get the place back. How nice is it just to be talking about one spot in the batting lineup? It yeah. feels like 10 minutes ago when we had Root penciled in and no one else. It's incredible. It's a great time. You're settled on Popey at three, you are you? Well, I think I think the hundred he's just scored will will have him enough. But I think realistically, we'd probably be better off looking to the IPL for who's going to come into this test lineup than the county championship. Do you think we or, you, or who's going to get injured there? I think that's uh, you know there's not an awful lot happening apart from a few more county rounds. Obviously, in terms of anything happening prior to the actuals, there's very little. So they're going to stick with the ninety eight percent of the team as it was. Uh, just because there's no point in, in changing anything right now unless there's injuries. Um, uh, no yeah. one else is going to look in. I think we made the point as well, is that we've got a battery of fast bowlers now back in the County Championship, haven't we? Saki Bamu came back with James Addison also bowling, Broaders bowling, Archer seemingly seems fit from the IPL. Mark Wood, what's his status? He's Wood's at the IPL, the he's bowling. Yeah. Archer, I know Archer isn't fit at the moment, but the, the, the rumours are that he is, will be, will play some part in the IPL. Christopher Wokes was back bowling. Yeah, yeah. It's Lovely like a real, a real armour, haven't we? A real armoury of, of fast bowlers. It's quite nice to see. We seem in, like the, we see in seemingly in good shape. As long as oh, Cook can get over his hamstring niggle. <laughs> um, no points. No bites from anyone. Um, we did you hear you referenced James Anderson? I mean, there are other podcasts about cricket out there. I will reference one in Tail Enders. But did you see that they asked Chat GPT who the um, the top five cricketing podcasts um, who they were who they were pinned against? And I was like listening. I guess it's not going to be us. Well, I was listening to it, thinking, could you imagine? Could you imagine if we were there? But no, it was all the editorial publications, like I think Wisdom's Great Cricketer, Tailenders, and then two other, I think. One Simon Hughes's one, I think, as well. So the analyst. Yeah. Shout out to all of them. You're better than us, but don't worry. We're on hot new tails. But talking of chat GPT, Hugh, should we try and make some transfers for you to see what the algorithm is telling us? Yeah. I mean, it might take a while to type in my whole team. No, but what about give me some that you think you want to chop and who we should. Okay, chop with. I think I think for Kyle Abbott's hundred and six thousand dollar investment, I'm getting some underwhelming returns. Okay, so Kyle Abbott out. Kyle Abbott out. What? Who do I bring in for Kyle Abbott? So I'm going to type in for the fancy cricket game cricket11.com. Who should? I'm just going to say I. Who should I substitute Kyle Abbott with? This might need some healthy editing. Yeah, this is great content, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is really going to grow the survey. If we weren't in the top five before. Here we go. It's coming. No, it, this is terrible content. It hasn't given us any other person. It's just basically saying you should consider different people based on their performance stats and your team's strengths and weaknesses. So, Spenny, have you um, done the second module in podcast editing yet to enable you to cut that segment? Yeah, I can easily cut that out quite easily. Yeah, so... um, Do you want to ask us another question? (laughs) Yeah, what question should I go for? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You probably mentioned Hampshire's actual win. 
Yeah. Why don't we go away from talking about England and we'll talk about some more Canada cricket? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so we've talking a lot about other, well, England selection, etc. But what other games really caught your eye in this round? There's a lot of draws because there's a lot of weather around, but um, what was the match of the round, do you think? Anyone? I think the match of the round, is pro- well, the moment of the round might belong to Tom Price, but I think Middlesex's chase was pretty spirited. Um, Hampshire pressing their case though to be a uh, a title contenders with a crushing win of Northampton, but perhaps it does uh, does suggest there's some skeletons in the closet of Northampton's top order. Um, un, un, relatively limited returns from Sam Whiteman. They're overseas. Proctor's not hit hit runs yet, um, and that puts a lot of pressure on Coburn McManus um, down the order. So. North Hans being rolled for um, 149 and 63 wasn't a wasn't a great couple of days out at Wantage Road. Yeah, I mean Hassan Hazad, who got a little transfer over to well, he wasn't even a transfer, was it? He got released from Leicester and then got picked up by North Hans for the start of the season. Um, has not gone too well either. Um, is that just Hampshire being too good, too strong as a bowling attack? I mean James Fuller. My favourite person. He didn't move, move, leave my team last season, and yet he did this season. He's not one of my rounders. He's got six for in the first innings. Is that are they just too strong? I think you, you look at that North Ants batting lineup, and you think they've got a collapse in them. I think they they produced some fairly spirited performances last year. They they showed a lot of character at times, um, but on paper they're not the same strength as a lot of the other Div One batting lineups. Chev, you had a bass, did you say he was your top performer? Sorry. Did you have a Mohammed Abbas? Is that right? Yeah, I did. He was my top performer. Um, top wicket taker in the country so far. And, yeah. I, and ideally, he didn't get a bat. Yeah, quite. Yeah, which is uh, the idea the best outcome. It's really, perfect. Because, uh, you know, that's just costly. Um, All yeah, you're hoping think... for is a not not out, isn't it? This might have come from another comp- competitor podcast of ours, but did you guys hear about the story of Pep Guardiola? Yeah, it's lovely. So Pep Guardiola asked for the suite in the uh, hotel in North in Hampshire, and Abbas is the occupier of that suite. So Guardiola had to go find another accommodation. That's a lovely story. Um, lovely. And then, so talk to me about the Middlesex game. Then, what happened there? We, I mean, I not I sort of tuned out of that one over the weekend because I just thought Notts were going to win that quite easily. But then, um, but then was it a good? It was a good declaration from Nottinghamshire, right? Well, overly generous for me. I think you've. I think they left Middlesex forty overs, and I think as a batting team, you fancy having a pop, knowing you can shut up shop and probably not lose all ten inside forty overs. Whereas as a bowling unit. I think you. I don't know. Yeah, but then I, I disagree. I think I don't think it's a bad declaration because you're not going to bowl a side out in forty overs. They're going to get themselves out going for it. You've got to dangle the carrot. You've got to show a little bit of leg, so to speak, to to get them to get them going for it, playing the shots. I mean, if they're going six and over, they're going to give chances. Yes, but if they're hundred for five off fifteen, you've only you you've had a pretty good start, and you've only got to, what twenty five overs to get the last five wickets possible but if you just got a team dead batting it I think that the batting side is always I think would always I if I think that declaration got forced upon them by weather I don't think I don't think they'd have batted uh, in the way they did if the, the weather happened to be so 
Um, I, I, I think credit to them for, for, for making a go of it. I think it's how we need to grow the game. I think, you know, it, it was a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon uh, at Lord's. If the young family's there, they'd have seen a really exciting afternoon of cricket. So mm. give a hat to Mullaney for, for, for a sporting declaration. I think you're dead right there, actually. It's a really good point about we need it to grow the game. I think if you're knowing that you can pop into a county ground around you, you can take your kids, there's loads of open space, and then suddenly you can go and watch. You know, the early season, definitely, it's great. You can go see Stuart Broad bowling. You can go see James Anderson bowling. You can see all these England stars, well, the ones that are at the IPL. But to do that and then, you know, you can get in for relatively cheap and a lot of grounds on the Sunday are letting kids in for free, all that sort of stuff. I think it is a really, it's really important because then you can actually go see some, for want of a better term, is is basball on a Sunday afternoon in the county championship. I think it's pretty good. Um, do you think, no, that's not a good point. I'll edit that bit out because I didn't even have a, <laughs> have a point to make, I don't think. <laughs> um I think there's some encouraging signs coming out of Sussex, I have to say. I think it's an exciting time for them as a club. They've gone through a couple of years in the wilderness, but Farbrae seems like he's galvanised what must be a talented talented group of young players. Um, Haynes has been the sort of standout for the last couple of years, but Tom Allsop's sort of reinvigorated his career from um, moving from Hampshire, sort of swapping for Ben Brown. Um but he's not even got the gloves here this week. Um, Carter took the gloves and got sixty odd for them. So I think it's I think it's a really exciting time for for Sussex fans. Spare a thought for Ali Orr as well, who got run out at the non-strikers in backing out for the third first class game in a row. No. Yeah. Third time in five. I think it's I think it's Tom Haynes every time pumps a straight yeah. drive back. Um, Did you see what Grant Flower said? So Grant Flower was the Sussex batting coach. And he's in the press had a go at him saying it's not unlucky, it's really lazy, it's poor back, it's it's poor technique, he must learn to do it better. It's costing him first class dismissals and costing the team. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> the uh typically South African uh soft touch there. Zimbabwean <laughs> soft touch. Sorry, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the box of the week now. Yeah, South, um... South Africa ish, isn't it? Zimbabwe. Southern Africa. Southern Africa. Um, actually, I actually didn't know Grant Flowers, their batting coach. I sort of wondered, you know, there's a bit of steeliness there in him. You know, got Farbrace, Grant Flower, sort of, and there's a nice backroom staff that that they've got. Um, no wonder they're doing well. Is is Susser, is Yorkshire? Sorry, are they playing poorly? Are they flattering to deceive? Because I mean, they've not had a good start, have they? That much? That they haven't really gone that well. No, they haven't won yet. Um, I think they were probably. I think they probably would have won that game. They came back into it strongly, uh, bowling Sussex out for 150 or second innings, and had made a decent enough start. And given the, any player really on the final day, I think they probably would have had the batting to get up. But um, yeah, they've, they've they've started poorly. Then they had um, washout last week, and they've been rain affected again this week. So I don't think we can read too much into it. But they certainly were would have been hoping for a better start to the season than they had. Didn't one of our lot have Crokem in their team? I had Crokem, yeah, I brought him in. What was your what was your decision making there? Um I needed someone who was exactly thirty nine thousand dollars and who had <laughs> bowled some overs. Um... <laughs> so it was top down thinking rather than bottom up. Well, yeah, yeah. He got sixty seven points, so not too bad. 
Um, yeah, I think he's just going to bowl out some overs, isn't he? I think he's just yeah. always sort of around, got some runs. So I think he got more points in his runs than he did wickets, actually, think about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I've got to sub out Lewis McManus, actually, talk about North Fence because he is uh, injured. I don't know what happened to him. But um, yeah, interesting. I think, is, is Tom Haynes always been an opener or has he put himself in that position? Because he's opening the batting at the moment. So. As long as, as long as he's been scoring big runs. Sorry, Howard, if you think otherwise. Yeah, no, I, I think same. I thought, as far as I know, he'd always opened. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Maybe one to watch in the old opener, opener watch uh, saga as it goes on this season. Right. Um, should we move in? Any changes for this round? Howard, what, what are you thinking? Any changes. We've got a, a number of play, people missing again this week. So uh, looking to bring in... Probably Sam Hain, I think. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, David Milan will have to sit out for him, just more because Yorkshire don't have a game. And I might also roll the dice with Rehan Ahmed, which is quite a, a bit of a gamble, considering I think he could go at five or six and over and um, cost you a few points in the field, but um, might pick up a couple of wickets, might score some runs. So as a player, he's going to get his runs quickly, though, which under the rules of the game is going to. Flap him up, isn't it? Yeah, he'll he'll concede at a good rate and he'll score at a good rate. So hopefully he cancels each other out with a bit. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, and they are playing Glamorgan at home, aren't they? So it's not a bad. Lake's been off Manus. <laughs> yeah. He was bowling offies this week, Manus. I think that's the only only way that umpire could ever think that might have been close to being out. He's bowling offies, was he really? Oh, a few mixing it up, I think. Yeah, yeah. Career uh, best figures, to be honest, four for. They career best, are they? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very good. Um, yeah, that was another game that was affected by the weather, but I think um, his approach is pretty good. His sorry, his timely arrival at Glamorgan is probably quite good for them. Chev, have you got any changes that you're making, or have you run out of trades already? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm not entirely sure yet. Obviously, there's quite a few buys this week, but um, um, so the ones I'm looking at potentially removing are uh, Sam Whiteman. He's yeah. the worst performer, worst performing batter I've got in the lineup. So he's yeah, he's basically um, uh, one to 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 go. Uh, I'm not sure about Critchley. Maybe he's had his run. Um, uh, and needs to be moved out. And ideally, I want to move. I want to change a bowler as well, but I'll probably leave that for another week. Um, Kuhneman is all right, but not doing enough really. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So that's one where we'll just. Is that a week out from taking a match-winning fiver? <laughs> Same with Twitchley. He's, he's four runs in every innings. Had got a one against Kent, and he's done. He's he's out. Go and watch the IPL if you want that instant gratification. You've got with <laughs> some of these guys, Chev. Jeez, uh, it's um, well, so sort of, uh, undecided. But I think um, uh, Whiteman is the most likely one. Yeah, uh, uh, Kuhneman was only allowed to bowl four overs in that game against. I Tottenham. know. So you know, if he's not going to bowl, then why? why <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, but that's it. So, uh, the good news is uh, overall 
Uh, not by much, but my uh, substitute for Snader, who's obviously left the team, even though the team is still named in his honour, um, uh, hardly actually picked up more. Even he had a not a great round, but scored uh, about 20 points more or so than, um, uh, than Snader did, who had a positive result for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so if, if he had kept him this round, at least uh, he would have picked up uh, some points, but uh, still outscored by his replacement. So. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's it for the week. Um, oh, how about you, Sven? I'm looking now. Actually, I've, I need. I think I need to get rid of McManus, as I said earlier. Um, and Holland is. I've got a lot of buys, but Holland is another one that he's not quite doing it for me at the moment. Underwhelming um, returns for me in Holland. So. He opened the batting last year, didn't he? But he's down at seven and not really bowling this year. Yeah, so you yeah. Think he needs to go probably. Yeah. My, my first team career as a club cricketer. Bowling. <laughs> um, Someone's got to come and field, haven't they? Might actually looking at it now. It's also um, Gareth Roderick is my other keeper, um, but he didn't play last game despite doing okay. And then Bangkok has come in to Worcester. I don't know what that. What that? I don't know. If that's an injury or or not? I've no idea. But I'm gonna have to have a look at that. I think. Um, but I can quite nicely sub in Rishi Patel uh, for one of the for Davin Milan most likely, and then I can sub in uh, Sam Connors for Jamie Porter, which is nice as well. Um, so yeah, very good. Right, should we wrap it up there? It's been a nice little little session, um, and we will see you all next week. It's a bank holiday next week, isn't it? Anyone going to Pew? Are you getting away to any of the cricket? No, I'm at a wedding in Scotland. And then Surrey are not at home, are they? Where they are uh, at, at Warwickshire, so won't won't be making it up there. Okay, I was going to try and maybe think about getting to a Lords this weekend. Thank you, Day. I'll let you know how that goes. All right, then, guys, we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks very much to everyone for listening. This has been Badger Watch, a unspun cricket production. And um, yeah, thanks. Join us all next week. Thank you very much. Where do I stop the recording?